and welcome to the Royal Geek Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Olison, also known as T-Roll, and tonight I'm joined by my very good friends, Justin Sandoval, a.k.a. Sandy, and Anthony Amato. We like to call him Shimato. Boys, we have uh, reached the conclusion of Loki on Disney+. Plus. What an incredible series. We're here to review the finale, episode number six. How are y'all two doing tonight? Great man, uh, it's been a it's been a wild six weeks. Uh, I've enjoyed every every second of it, man. It's been phenomenal watching this show. Mm, mm-hmm. Shimato, yeah, it's it's been awesome. You know, just ro- rolling through all this, and you know, really seeing a complete you know show as it went through. Yes, very just just satisfying. Yeah, man. and the one thing I enjoyed about the the Loki series overall is like we mentioned it before during WandaVision, like the community. Uh, like the on Reddit or wherever, yeah. uh-huh. like it was very involved and on a week to week basis. Yes, Loki was just that in, on steroids. Like yeah. everybody with yeah. the speculations, the theories, uh, bringing up all that kind of stuff. And it was yeah. just going a all fun, over the place. It was a fun ride. Yes, super fun ride. And we are so thankful to all of our listeners for joining us for the ride. Uh, means means so much that you guys have been tuning in every week to hear our reviews for Loki. So sad that it's ending. Um, this has been one of our. Uh, probably most listened to uh, reviews of any show that we've done. And it's just been an honor to, uh, yeah, for you guys to bring us in and be a part of the journey with us. Um, So big shout out to all of our listeners. We want to thank you so much and want to remind you to please subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen and and, uh, just be ready. We got a whole lot of stuff to cover in the rest of 2021, which we'll be getting to, um, you know, later on in a few weeks, we'll be talking about some fun stuff. But Let's do this, guys. Let's talk about the series finale. Excuse me, the season finale. The season yeah, finale. Yeah, season finale. Oh. It's a, it is confirmed uh, that there is a season two. Not that I ever doubted that. Um, but it is confirmed officially. Um, so, yeah, the season finale of Loki. Um, spoilers. Just a warning <laughs> for everyone. Uh, we are going to talk about, uh, you know, details of this of this finale so just a spoiler warning for everyone but what, what did you guys think overall just of the episode overall it w- i mean it was a great episode um one outstanding thing that i can think of right off the top of my head was the music man the music played such a key factor in this thing yeah. man. really in the whole series yeah, too so yeah. far the whole season but even in this episode like even when the characters were interacting and like when there was like a main scene of it was nothing but conversation, like the background music was just yeah. like building and building and it was, uh, it was awesome. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Shimano. Yeah. I would say the biggest thing I would say is out of the three shows that have come out so far on Disney plus, they, it felt like they had the most control over what was going on. Like it, I feel like in WandaVision and Falcon, the Winter Soldier, it was kind of like, they were. They didn't seem to necessarily have their hands completely on the steering wheel, like, and they were, you know, they were kind of all over the place at some points. Whereas here, I mean, you could just tell, even though it wasn't a super like action-packed episode, but it was mm-hmm. like they, you could tell they had an intent and that they were executing it to the to the vision that they wanted. They told the story they wanted to tell. Yes. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, even the whole in general, there wasn't like a ton of action. No. All throughout, you know, yeah. which is perfectly fine. Like, it was just mm-hmm. the way it was working. It just it, it worked inside the episode that it, the way it was playing out. Yep. It, it's very fitting that a series about Loki, the, <laughs> there would be more dialogue and conversation and talking yeah. yes. as, the, as the main, quote unquote, action of the, of Deception, the series. Deception, yeah. manipulation. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, 
for me, I think it was clearly the best finale of the three shows so far oh, on yeah. Disney+. Plus. Easily, easily. Yeah. yeah. Definitely easily. I remember being let down by the WandaVision finale, and I honestly don't even remember the finale for Doctor <laughs> Winter Soldier. Uh, just another quick note um, for, for those who, for those who th- this is helpful for, like myself, uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, which for me is a good gauge for if a show or a movie is good, Loki scored a 92. Mm. It's pretty mm. darn good, boys. Yeah. yeah. Pretty darn good. Um, so just, just an amazing series all the way through great six-episode season. And again, uh, at the end, we saw that it is confirmed that Loki will return in season two, yep. which we don't know when. We can you know talk about that a little later. But, oh, man, I just really – it was so satisfying. Yeah. Um, you know, I think, you know, you could – you know, since there is a season two, you know, they leave the door open for some other things to come. It's a little, uh, you know, unfinished in some ways. Um, but uh, it's a great cliffhanger, everything you saw at the end, and, you know. Yeah, that, that's the cliffhanger that I, I, I can accept. Yes. Like, I mean, our, yeah. uh, last week, uh, Tyler Sweat, uh, shout out, uh, he mentioned that it was going to be a cliffhanger on there, and it was going to make us wanting more for a season two, and, yep. I mean, he, 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 he nailed it. So. That's it, man. We, they, uh, they sucked us in. And but it's it's not like the finale didn't have some surprises, didn't yep. have some some good twists and turns, man. So let's just uh, let's just open up here um, right from the jump uh, when they were the intro, like the Marvel graphic uh, coming across the screen. Yeah. Just the amount of different. I mean, this this caught me so off guard. The amount of like quotes, like actual quotes, recordings yes. from actual lines that have been said in other shows and movies. And not just Marvel, it was other things too. Oh yeah, this is amazing. Yeah, all the all the voiceovers from the from the MCU now, uh, Shimato. But you know what this reminded me of? This reminded what? me of the scene, in, the very last scene in um, the last Star Wars uh, yep. sequel, where oh, yeah. Ray is getting hearing all the voices. All the yes. voices. Except yeah. this is done way better. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, in, in, in this local uh, TV well, show. Yeah, it definitely yeah. was done, <laughs> definitely done better for sure. Um, you know, it's just those little touches. Like, the, like that's one of the biggest things about Loki was these little touches that they did that, you know, really paid off overall. Like, w- one of the things that I really loved about the entire series is to create a feel of unease, they did a, this one rotating shot that they did, and they did it, probably four or five times yeah. minimum mm-hmm. throughout the series. Um, and they did it in, um, as they're about to um, meet, you know, um, the, uh, he who remains. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. They, there's this rotating shot of, that creates a feel, like I said, a feel of unease that I felt like was used really well. And it was used a lot of the times when there was like this moment where the, the character was off, was off center. Like there was yeah. something weird happening to him. They were quite, they weren't quite unsure. And it was a great way for you as the person watching it to kind of uh, feel that a little bit of yourself. Yeah. They did it at the beginning of episode five. I remember too. Yeah. That's how it opened. And I always think of black Panther. I always think of Killmonger <laughs> when they do that exact camera work yeah. in black Panther, when he's like, I think it's like when he's first getting the throne, when Killmonger is oh, sitting yeah, there, yeah. you know, it's like a complete flip, a slow yes. kind of rotation. Um, so yeah, it, great camera work and phenomenal acting. I, I even noticed that almost, I feel like most of the time that we see Renslayer, the camera's like looking up to her. I noticed that too. Yeah. All the, it seems like every, every shot. View, yeah, you're right. Uh huh. So it's like good catch. I don't know. I don't know what all that means. You know what I'm saying? I didn't really pay attention to my uh, media classes in in uh, college. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, but 
just great, just quality across the board, I think, yeah. of this series. So, um, and yeah, like the music, okay, we were even talking about the music. The music is just so good yes, in this episode, is, the whole series, everything. But nonetheless, we open up, and uh, after that, the all the voices and everything there, th- there's a actual, we see the sacred timeline. It's actually in a perfect circle, seemingly, around yeah. this, uh, this castle, yeah. this yes. mansion that, um, you know, Loki and Sylvie stroll up to, um, and and when they get to this little castle, there's like, do you guys see all the cracks in the walls? And yeah, it, yeah, all the, it looked distorted, kind of. Yeah, I yeah. didn't know what to think of it. it I mean, it just, I don't know if there was any symbolism to that or or what. It makes you wonder how long that, uh, that yeah. castle's been there, you know what I'm saying? So, um, but yeah, I think... The scariest thing of this entire series <laughs> happens next when they're, Sylvie and Loki are slowly creeping into this castle. Yeah. And freaking Miss Minute Miss, shows she up. She just pops up there, man. Dude. <laughs> Jump scare. Scared. Yeah. Scared the you know what out of me, man. I, I was. <laughs> weren't was, expecting it. No. No. Yeah. She just comes on the screen and then, like. Hey, y'all. Sh- yeah. <laughs> and then she, like, spews, like, all of this information. Yeah. Just, like, un- like, unwarranted. Like, she just spews it. It just. Comes out of her, and you learn so many things. Like you mm-hmm. learn that uh, they're at the Citadel at the end of time. You learn that uh, he who remains is actually the one yep. who's behind it all. Which I mean, I don't know. I think I said something like that like three episodes ago. But yeah, anyway, you, you might have. You might have. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So, they, but I love how they're like on guard with their swords. Like, yes, miss minutes. Like they're rotating yes. around yeah. her. Like they don't know if they should attack her or what. But I, I mean, clearly, like. Why would you attack Miss Minutes? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> she's like, looks like a hologram, but yeah. Well, she is. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, she offers them a deal. This was interesting. Ah, the deal. Yes. Yeah. The, so the um, he who remains, uh, she she name drops him, and she says that he will allow like he will he will manipulate the timeline so that they can kind of both exist, both exist, re-enter yes. it. Yeah. You know, she even said you could win the battle in New York. You could even kill Thanos. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, Sylvie, she said you could have a lifetime of happy memories because uh-huh. it was taken from you as a child. Right. Like that whole thing. So very enticing if you were looking at it, uh, I don't know, through like a small lens there. But Loki uh, quickly says we, yeah. we make our own destiny now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like in those situations, I always think about it in this sense of like, it's almost like a monkey's paw to me in like... When, the, when those offers are given and it's like, or, or dealing like with a genie, it's like, well, yes, you're going to do this, but what, what, what weird twisty consequences there are going to be to this, yeah. to, to like, to, to it happening? What's you the know? cost? Yes. Yeah. Like, w- even if, you know, it, it seems awesome at first, there's always something weird that happens in these situations. And maybe it's just because I've seen too many of those, like, genie things that go wrong or, you know, the deals with the devil type situations where it sounds good on paper, mm-hmm. but then, you know, there's something ridiculous happens to you. Like, Which just oh, sounded too good to yes. be true. Basically, yeah, basically the idea of it just sounding too good to be true. Yeah, and that's the weird part for me in hindsight, knowing what we know about the rest of the show. You know, when you learn who he who remains is and even how he he manipulated everything so that they would get to that point. Yeah. Like, wait, wait, don't you want them to keep going? So it's like, was he just lying? Well, or I did mean, he just know that they would turn it down? Well, he he also stated that, like, uh, why didn't you tell me from the beginning? Like, it's the journey that gets you there. Like, it's the journey, what the things that happen along the way on the journey yeah. that gets you to this place. And so it was kind of like a. I'm dropping this here to see if you change and deviate from the paved path that I created for you. Uh-huh. So. 
don't know. I, it caught me. I don't know. It just seemed weird. Yeah. But as you two know, T-Roll trying to figure out time, time. travel stories <laughs> is not a good. You, you know, you might not be well, on the right let, podcast. Let, let's see how you do with <laughs> timelines because yeah. uh, we're gonna have a busy uh, future here. I mean, it could have been one of those things where um, they would not have been as accepting to meeting with him if they didn't feel like they had turned down the option and it was their own choice. Like he's creating the illusion of free will by giving them that choice, even though he knows they are going to turn down the option. Yeah. Therefore, I don't know. having no free will. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It, yes. It's just, exactly. <laughs> I think it's just I'm I'm at the you know since I watched the rest of the episode and I see that he literally is he needs them to be there. To me, it's just hard for, to understand that. Anyways, let's not get hung up here because I'm already getting angry at myself for not understanding time travel storylines. <laughs> um, how about Miss Minutes though? Another appearance of her when she was in the uh, in Renslayer's office. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. This 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 seems she's, telling. So yeah, she's like, uh, "Are you? What took you so long? You got those files I, I wanted?" She's like, "I'm right. downloading them now." I'm down, no, I'm downloading the files you need right now. Yeah, and then and then she uh, she's yeah, Rensselaer's even like, "This isn't what I asked for," and she's like, "I know, but he thinks." Yeah. She said, "He thinks this is more useful," and yeah. she says, "Who?" Who? And then does, she doesn't bite, like she doesn't say who. Yeah, and then yeah. Uh, I think she dips out, disappears. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She just dips out for sure. And then she see her there reviewing the files. With, a, like, a look on her face. Yeah, again, I still can't figure out Renslayer. That's one of my biggest question marks from this episode, from yeah. this whole season. But it seems genuine to me that she legitimately, at least, regardless of what side she's on right now, she legitimately didn't know who this person was, who he who remains is. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Who Kang is. So, yeah. Just go ahead and drop that right there. <laughs> well, neither are you paying the attention. Conqueror? Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, the, yeah, the Conqueror. Yeah, exactly. so so Miss Minutes, man, she turned out to be a sly little fox, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, we couldn't figure out. She, she's a part of this, bro. She's in the inner circle. She yeah. is in the inner circle, that well, lying I mean, little. Yeah, it's one of those things. It's like right in front of your face, but, you know, she's that, you know, secretary that is privy to the knowledge of, like, the CEO of the company, but you overlook, you know, just mm-hmm. because of their personality or what you think they are. You know, you think of them as just a resource or something like that. Yep. But then, you know, how much knowledge she actually probably is privy to is, you know. Quite a bit. Yeah. Quite a bit. So, anyways, they continue on. Uh, they're, they're walking towards this next part of the castle. There's actually statues of timekeepers, but one of them is torn down. There's four there's yep. only three standing. Uh, yeah, I thought that was interesting because we've always seen the three, the three. Uh, timekeepers. Yeah, there's, there's probably some valuable comic book-like <laughs> origin stories from that that you know, neither of us are familiar with. Um, so, Oh, yeah, I mean, I'm sure, obviously. Yeah. obviously. Right. We're, we're, we don't know everything. We're the novices. Obvi- obviously, <laughs> yeah. We're the, we're the average Joes. Like, yeah. But anyways, let's just get to it, man. We, they, they, uh, they're walking. They're making jokes about, is he who remains even alive? Because it you know, looks like nobody's been to this place in a yeah. long time. They even show Loki, like, picking up some dust with, the f- with his fingertip, you know? Yes, yeah. It looks like a, like a rundown, like, Castle Citadel type R- deal. Right. And they're like, what, what are we even doing here? And then an elevator door opens. I think it's an elevator. It looks like an elevator to me. Yeah. To reveal Jonathan Majors, who oh, has man. has been confirmed as Kang the Conqueror yes. Yes. in the next Ant-Man movie, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania. All right. Yeah. What did you guys think when, when that door opened and you saw Jonathan Majors sitting there? What was going through your head? <laughs> I was like, they're really doing this Kang thing. Yeah. Like, they're going to bring it in now. Like, that's crazy. 
I mean, to even think about, uh, okay, well, so this goes to my point last week to where the Marvel Studios is, is really trying to make a hand-in-hand with the TV show and the movie universe. Oh, yeah. Like, they really are, are connecting those lines directly to us, the audience. Yeah. And uh, so I was like, oh, wow, like, they're taking this confirmed movie actor and they're bringing him in here to this final episode this uh, villain yeah this, this is, mega is, villain yeah, really? mega, yeah exactly yeah. mega villain for potentially the next phase of of marvel yeah and uh here he is right here on your tv on screen plus. on yeah. disney plus and not, not, and not even for like you know a flash or you know yeah or like a like a 30 second he was a huge <laughs> driving force in this episode and it really yeah. it really yes. does open up the idea of you know me personally i'm gonna eat, having to rethink the way that the Marvel Cinematic Universe is going to work. Yeah, this, that's exactly what um, this did for me as well. So yeah. because, I thought of you specifically when I yeah, saw this, because, too. Yeah, because, like, yeah, I mean, the, the signs were there, but I was very much still on the side of, you know, the the there being a separation of, like, church and state. Like, like, <laughs> like you know, like, there's, there, there were movies and there's TV, you know? Right. And although they can semi-connect, they are not, like, you know, one together. Uh-huh. You know, where, where this, this really just showed, like, how much breaking down there's going to be and how much connection and similarities and yeah i mean there was a lot of the signs throughout the three shows now because of the amount of um t movie actors they've brought down to the tv level but this is going to be really major to see these tv people go you know become a part of their the big mcu yeah yeah there's a lot of people including at least one person on this podcast who has officially stated no there's no way they're gonna ever reveal a villain a big villain first on Disney Plus on these streaming services. I mean, I mean, if anyone were ever said, I'd say they'd probably be pretty stupid. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely, <laughs> definitely dumb. <laughs> but but it's like, man, there was a lot of people who who believe that, and and this is Kevin Feige and Marvel Studios just saying, nope, Disney Plus is we do what we want. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Disney Plus series, you got to watch them. Yeah, you got to. And you're we're gonna take your money in the process. Yeah, I mean. I was actually thinking, um, I actually told my wife we when we were watching this, it kind of reminded me of Spider-Man Far From Home, the second Spider-Man movie in the MCU. When the trailer came out, Tom Holland, right at the beginning, says, hey, just want to let you know, if you haven't watched Avengers Endgame, make sure you watch that before you watch yeah, this trailer. Yeah. And I feel like, again, this next Spider-Man film, don't be surprised if they're like, hey, before you watch this trailer, you really need to go watch the Loki series. Yeah. For major spoilers. I, I don't see... Yeah, they should do that. They Absolutely. should. I hope yep. they do. Yeah. Um, because, again, you got to watch these shows. And if you're listening right now and you've got some uh, Marvel friends who, you know... <laughs> Uh, love Marvel movies, but they haven't really gotten into these Disney Plus series. Can you call them friends? It- <laughs> <laughs> friends don't let friends Re- not watch the Disney Plus series. Yes, reevaluate <laughs> your friendships first of all, and yeah. then secondly, send them to watch these series, and then yeah. third, you know, slide them the Royal Geek Podcast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but on a serious note, yes, like we need to uh, get our friends to watch these series because it's going to be crucial moving forward yeah. in the in the Marvel Cinematic yeah. Universe, and it's going to be really interesting to see. I really want to see like the next setup to how they um, have it to where is it going to be this this situation where you know more because you watch the TV series or is it going to be a you have to 
Because I could see yes. them doing either way to where it's like, okay, you don't have to watch a TV series, but it's going to be it's going to be extremely advantageous for you right. to have watch them. Is it going to be to the point to where like you could watch just the movies and be just fine? Right. And but you di- but there'll be a whole layer of things that you're going to miss because they were in the TV mm-hmm, series, mm-hmm. but not enough to where it's like detrimental to your knowledge of the of the Marvel universe. Yes, and I think the next Spider-Man film, and then certainly Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness, will answer those questions. Will answer those questions. Yes, yes. and I have a feeling it's going to be you got to watch them. Yeah, you know, which yeah. you know the entire world has been conditioned to learn to take content in via streaming now, which is why Disney created the pandemic. You know, like, that's how it all happened. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It makes sense. Sound makes like sense. a crazy conspiracy theorist over here? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you are, actually. I am, but, for sure. Uh, but no, but I could actually see Marvel, because they want to get money on both fronts, and, like, they want they, the people who only watch the movies to still be able to get the content. Mm-hmm. I could see them starting, like, the next movies off with, like, a five-minute, like, exposition on what has happened so far. Yeah. Like a, a, previously yeah, in the Marvel well, Cinematic not, Universe. Yeah, but not necessarily, like, previously. Not, like, like, so bold in your face. Like, more of, like, somebody asking questions to somebody else and they're explaining them or, it, or it, something it, like that. Okay. It's just Deadpool. I can see that happening. Like, just, just <laughs> Deadpool <laughs> commentating <laughs> everything. Yes. Uh, I, I love Deadpool that. Deadpool and Korg com- commenting on everything. All right, so let's do this. Or which, Luis. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Even better. All right, let's do this. Um, back to the show. Back to episode six. Let's talk about. So again, right here, it, the character is he who remains. Yes. But it's the actor that has been cast to play Kang the Conqueror, which he he's later talking about variant versions of yes. himself, and and we know from the comics that Kang the Conqueror. There's there's a ton of different versions of him, and he actually goes by several different names because he's got multiple versions of himself. But let's just talk about his performance right here. We're going to refer to him as Kang. Are you guys all right with that? Let's do it for this for the rest of this sure. review. Sure. In, in my not? mind, why not? That's where we're going. That's yeah. where that's, the MC is going. going. Yep. They never say the name Kang here. Never. But this is definitely Kang. No, yeah. there's no doubt. He yeah. literally says he's a, the conqueror. Yeah, he like, even he was re- yeah referred yeah, to as a conqueror. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think he is he uh, in the Immortus um, outfit here. He's yeah, he's kind of in, he's in the Immortus outfit. Um, if he had a hood on there, which yeah. I don't know if he did or not. If he had a hood, then it would be He Who Remains. But uh, he's okay. kind of a, a combination uh, with him talking about being a Kang variant. Yeah, uh, he's a combination of Immortus, and then they just drop the He Who Remains because mm-hmm. He Who Remains is the one who is at the Citadel at the end of the time. Right. This is just so, kind of a yeah, retcon. Yeah, MCU of some combining yeah. the characters, they serve one purpose, and that, yeah. that was good. So yeah, he's playing the Immortus character. Good drop, uh, T. Roll. I didn't know you were that uh, that deep there. Mm, the you like lore. That? Yeah, I love you it. Like that. Did a little research. Aha! Uh-huh, yeah. I love it, man. I was gonna bring that up, but you you stole it. Good job. What do you guys think of his performance? Incredible. Yeah, I I, <laughs> I thought he was super solid. I think he did a great job of. You know, kind of playing that, you know, that, that idea of he was slightly menacing, but still he was affable. He kept you on your, he kept both you as an audience and the Lokis on on their toes a little bit yeah, by, by sure. kind of bouncing back and forth between the two ideas of, well, being slightly menacing, but also being incredibly like, he presented himself as a very, very calm demeanor, and it's just—it's an unsettling feeling when you have because you, you you always want to think of these villains as being, you know, like screaming to being brutal to, but it's almost in some ways more terrifying when they're calm and collected, <laughs> and they're giving you coffee or tea or whatever. Yeah, that's a great—that's a great point, man. Yeah, and it's just—it—it—it it, it, it really is super cool when you ever anytime you see. Um, 
anytime you see that happen with a villain, because um, I don't know, there's just something so much more interesting about a villain who is, you know, calm. level-headed. Yes, like, yeah. it is. Yes. It is insane. So, yeah. They're so composed. I, I agree. In control of everything. Yeah. I agree with all the vibes that you just put out about des- describing this performance, right? With the, the way he per- portrayed yeah. it. And while I was watching this, I was like, man, he the, the the way he's acting this character out, like it reminds me of another character. And like while I was watching it. I thought of this name, and then like later on, like I kept seeing these reviews come out, and they kept mentioning it. And Willy Wonka, he puts off the yep. biggest Willy Wonka vibe because he fits all of the things that you just yes. said and yeah, talked sure. about. And he's got those same exact vibes going for He Who Remains or Kang. And uh, I don't know, man. I, I was just like, this is this is really good the way he's portraying this. And Gene Wilder was almost perfection in the role yeah. of Willy Wonka. And Jonathan Majors plays this role to perfection, I believe, mm-hmm. man. Yeah. And fun fact about this, like he he filmed this scene. Jonathan Majors filmed this scene on the very last day of filming. So this was just one day shoot, and he got really? all of this in there. And he killed yeah. it. Yeah, destroyed it. Actually, absolutely destroyed it. Yes. Yeah. I f- man, I feel like they, not that they, not that he went full improv, but I, if you you get the feeling there like, was, yeah, they, they kind of let him, yeah, let, let him, him go. let him go, yeah. Mm-hmm. oh yeah, mm-hmm. like I feel like yeah. the apple, I don't know, I feel like him in the eating the apple was yeah. like improv because just like just when he first comes out of the elevator, he like he's got both hands on the apple and he's looking at him, right. he doesn't say anything right away, he's like looking at him and he's he all, takes a bite of the apple, yeah, he's all happy, <laughs> come yeah. on. Hey, come he on. looks like yeah. a puppy when you come home. He's like, "Oh, look, friends, yeah. people." Yeah. He's been alone for in this yeah. castle. I for love God it. And then, and then he takes that same energy and brings it into the room and starts pouring the tea. Yes. He's like, "One, two, yep. yeah," and it, sits it down there. It, two sugars. Yeah. It's funny you said Willy Wonka because I, I I had that thought too. He even actually does, and I and I saw this. Someone talked about it. at one point. He does that. You know that famous Willy Wonka meme. Oh yes. He sits yeah. like exactly like that on the table. Yeah. yeah. Or on his desk. Or I whatever. would love to see an interview with him on how like what his process was right. for, yeah. for this role because I really think Willy Wonka played a huge part. And, and honestly, if if. If they're trying to get him to just do it in one day, essentially, they probably said, look, we want you to do this. Yeah. You know, just master this type of energy. Uh, so I got some Willy Wonka vibes for sure. And I also got, in some ways, some Joker vibes too. Ah, uh, yeah. Just just the way he was playful and... The purple. Yeah. The purple, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, purple could also be Willy Wonka. That's Ooh. true. That's true. So yeah, I, there we go. I mean, a little more Willy Wonka, but I definitely... There's been a lot of purple hues throughout the entire Loki yes. series. Yeah. So there's something to say about that. That's true. That's true. So overall, fantastic performance. And me personally, right when that door opened, I saw him. I was like, "They're doing it. They're doing Kang." I, I just couldn't, I was like, yeah. I couldn't believe it. I honestly couldn't believe it. I know because I, I still did. I still myself thought, like, man, they're not going to introduce. In, in my opinion, we'll get. We'll we'll talk more about this later. But you know, I think this is the next, in some sense, the next Thanos. Like oh, yeah, in terms yeah. of the MCU as a yeah. whole, maybe not for a whole decade, but I think for a significant amount of time, this mm-hmm. you are now looking at the new Thanos. And yeah, he, like, and well, he, it may not be three phases, but I think he, he'll definitely own a phase. Yeah. Yes, probably and, half a decade, maybe five yeah. years. I'm and thinking. by introducing this whole new like variant self, like we could legitimately see Jonathan Major show up in several different properties as yes. different variants of himself, yes. leading up to. The reveal of the ultimate Kang variant of himself, right. like right. that, is just insane. Yeah, it would be. Uh, yeah, there's a whole bunch of there's all kinds of ridiculous <laughs> things they could do with that. Yep. So I love this, uh, and really, most of this episode is just the two Lokis just listening, listening to, and talking with yep. uh, 
um, with Kang. Yeah, and just having the world unravel to them. Yeah, and the only other the only other scenes we see is a couple scenes where they split, they they shift over to Renslayer's office, and yes. it's Mobius. So we'll go there next. It's Mobius kind of confronting her, and they're having dialogue as friends, and he feels betrayed, and then yeah. she feels betrayed, and everyone's betrayed, <laughs> and um and and anyways, they do a actually um, they show uh, Hunter B fifteen getting chased by other hunters. Yeah. And they're in Ohio at a high school in 2018. 2018. Yeah. This is during the blip, isn't it? This is 2018 is during the blip. It could be. It probably is. No, no, no. Is it? No, no. 2020 is the blip. Isn't it? 2019 is the blip. Yeah, yeah, I think this is... Well, well it starts I, in 2018. Does it, 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 it's iffy. It, it could be either or, in my my mind, because 2018 was Infinity War, 2019 is okay. Endgame. So it could have either been before, a little bit before, but it's within like a year. It's yeah, it's either okay. right before the blip okay. or in the yeah. blip. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so it's coming up that time, yeah, or around so, that time. But, but the crazy thing is, like, we see a version of Renslayer in her, like actual life yeah. on earth yes. in Ohio. And she's a t- principal it looks like. Looks like maybe a principal, yeah. 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 And then the other hunter that's hunter that's excuse me, the other hunter that is hunting Hunter B15 <laughs> is like, you know, Judge Renslayer? And she's yeah. like, what? "What? Who?" Yeah. Like, which finally which they finally revealed. I, I knew there was something with the pen. Like right, right. Oh, with yeah, the yeah. with the with the FDR. Yeah, you pen. called that. Like, Good shout. Like, there had to be something with it, and that ended up being that 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 was from her previous life. Yep, yep. And then uh, you kind of saw on the back behind her desk there was uh, her degree or her diploma plaque, uh-huh. and it had her actual name on there, which was Rebecca Tormist. And uh, that character is actually a villain who is very closely related to or to or, Kang, to Kang mm. and that's uh, Terminatrix. And so therefore. We actually may see uh, Ravana in Ant-Man and the Wasp as one of the henchmen to Kang. Really? In full Terminatrix uniform and everything. Okay, so let's let's have some speculation here. And I know this is skipping ahead because this, this point actually comes up later. Mobius kind of charges at her with one of these little prune sticks. <laughs> it gets beat she, down. Yeah, yeah, like that was so weird to me. It happened so easy. Well, um, she said to him before he came, even you, even with that stick, like you're no, no danger to me. Right, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I always felt like, I don't know, um, Mobius... I think is I think he's basically just a pencil pusher in a lot of ways. Like he's <laughs> like he's an agent, but he's like like he's like the agent who's in the FBI who only you know deals with like tax fraud or something <laughs> like that. You know, like he's technically in the FBI, and you think of FBI agents as being able to take care of themselves and things th- things like that. But <laughs> when it comes down to what he actually does, it has nothing to do with like the physical aspect that you're usually thinking of. He's not dealing with like trafficking and stuff like that. Yeah, he's he, there. He's, he's not the dude. Yeah, trying to take out like traffickers or drug deals yeah, or cartels, things like that. Yeah. Um, he's the guy who's like, like I said, dealing with like tax fraud and like. That that kind of thing. At the same time, the only guy in the TVA that can kind of outwit Loki, you know. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, no, not saying that he isn't intelligent, right. but I'm just saying like physicality sure. never really seemed to be his forte. Right. So he gets uh, dispossessed of that uh, prune stick. I don't know what to call him. <laughs> prune stick. To I me, love prune it. stick sounds pretty cool. Yep. Um, and then Renslayer, you know, ends up going to. Uh, she she uses her temp pad to open up a a portal door. Um, also don't know what those are called, but that's what I'm calling it. And yeah. and I think he says, where are you going? And she says, to find free, free will. will. Yeah. Or in search of free, free will or yeah. something like yeah. that. All right, so what what the heck is going on with Renslayer, guys? Because I still can't figure it out. You got any thoughts? I mean, obviously, it's whatever Miss Minutes gave her. It's gonna, yeah. it, it obviously forced something or forced her hand into searching for something. And that is something that 
Kang gave Miss Minutes to yes. give to her. Okay. Yes. So this could be kind of the seed that uh, plants uh, for Nathaniel Richards, who is the character of uh, Kang, like maybe giving him the information that he needs to start his discovery yep. of multiverse, potentially. Hmm. Yeah, it's possible that, or she she needs she knows the person that now she needs to go to, or the version of the person that she needs to go to, right. to be able to do that. And but is she? I wonder what her state of mind is. That's the thing. That's what I'm trying to say. I can't figure that out. I feel like, like I feel like her state of mind is the the person who I'm trying to find needs me for something, and I'm going to continue to be valuable so I can survive. Hmm. Yeah, I feel like that's where she's at right now. Hmm. Okay. Which would play into the fact that she's dependent on somebody else, therefore being the henchwoman of Kang when it comes to Ant-Man 3. Okay. Hmm. Full circle. Right. Yeah. Full circle. <laughs> I just can't figure it out, man. I, don't, I, I got some... I don't know if... I don't have any theories I, on I it. I did want more resolution with that yeah. character before yeah. they ended everything, but that was the last we've seen of her Yeah. as of right now. I guess what I'm saying is, like, do, does she feel still, like, valued, like... Does she feel more betrayed by whoever is running the TVA? Because I think when she has said that, like to Sylvie, like I want to know who lied to me. I think she meant it because when Miss Minutes said he he thinks this will be more useful, she says who, yeah. which me, to me is confirmation. She doesn't know who this person yeah. is at this point. Um, so it's like I, I feel like she's got some ill will in her her heart right now. Does that make sense? Like she's kind of she feels betrayed. Yeah, all this betrayal yeah. going around, and yeah. she actually yeah, feels it. So mm-hmm. that's that's kind of my theory. I don't I don't. Well, I, don't I mean, any... they they dubbed her judge and they they gave her this this leadership role and like she's probably thinking to herself, does this actually mean anything? Like, yeah. am I actually contributing to whatever this is? Yeah, so. yeah. I I mean, I think part of it's just she believes so hard in the TVA that when it was taken away from her, it is you know it is she feels completely lost. You know, it's. It's this crazy idea. It'd be almost like if you were to actually see in real life, see a ghost. Like if you never believed in ghosts in your life and you saw one and it just like that kind of shattering idea Uh of like everything that you have believed in in your entire life. And then you see something that so contradicts everything that you've ever known and you're you're just lost. I think Mm -hmm. that's a large part of it for her is that she – like free will she needs to find purpose she needs to understand what her purpose is if it isn't the tva yeah well we're definitely gonna see more of her for sure um and then back at the castle well i guess we'll spend the rest of our time here with uh loki sylvie and kang uh, a couple times sylvie tries to uh actually kill him <laughs> yeah. and he yeah. just dodges it and just laughs and he later reveals that he's got, like, transcripts of everything that's going to happen. Yeah, and he's programmed his tempad to mm-hmm. ha- be yep. able to dodge everything and, yep. and know when to, where to teleport him and how, all that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah, and this entire time, Loki, especially Sylvie, they, they just, you know, they think it's lies. They think it's manipulation. Loki ends up listening a little more yeah. than Sylvie. Sylvie yeah. kind of, like, blacks out. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, Sylvie definitely sees red, and yes. she doesn't have any compromise to that at all. Whereas no. Loki, um, Tom Hiddleston, has reached a point in his character development to where he can actually take, take a step back, look at this big picture, and ask, yeah. or ask the question of, this, like, is this true? And if it is true... There's some serious ramifications here. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, so. uh, yeah. I think for Sylvie, it was almost like a like a mad dog type of feel. It was like she had been on this for so yeah. long, and yeah. like she just he, he, like she's so close to her goal that 
it, it wouldn't have mattered if it was the most sane argument that you had ever heard. It would not have mattered to her. No. Like, it no. Was, there was nothing in, in her that was thinking logically at that point. Yeah, and if you're looking at, like, at points of, uh, in their lives, their Loki lives, like, she yeah. never really had the moment to develop, like, relationships. Like, the Loki in this series didn't get that chance to develop his her relationship with Thor like he yeah. ended in Ragnarok, but he did that with Mobius. He had that opportunity yeah. with Mobius to form a friendship. And even with, with Sylvie herself, like, for her, like, she didn't reach that point in that character development stage to to have that relationship and when it did form it was with Loki and yeah. it came a little too late. Yeah, and you also can't downgrade Loki our our Loki's ver- relationship with his mother. Like that is like he had that base to where he could have relationships, which is what why, which is why it's so hard for Sylvie is cuz she doesn't have she didn't, that base. Yeah, she didn't have mm-hmm. that. Whereas right. Loki at least although he may have never had the chance to, you know, fix any sort of relationship with his brother or his father or however he felt that, but you know the magic and the like. Just the fact that his mother helped him with learning magic and stuff like that. That, that that's such a big part of him that it, it allows him to have relationships. And I think that's why they spend a little time to kind of developing that and talking yeah. about their mom and and yeah. her mm-hmm. really not knowing it. Her and then uh, Loki knowing Frigga and the importance that Frigga played yes. in his life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that and and just the importance of Frigga's death as well and the way he feels about Frigga's death as well. Yeah, and Sylvie just she's been alone literally her yes. pretty much her entire life except for a few years when she was a kid, you yeah. know. So this whole like being with people thing is different. Yeah. It's yes. new, yeah. right? And again, she saw red like we're skipping ahead here, but you know later on when she ends up killing Kang, like it, it doesn't do anything for her. Yeah. Did you see that? It's just like her the look it's on her o- face it's was over. like yeah, that's like yeah. but like she was like a meh. She, well, she's actually crying. Yeah. Because it's done. Yeah, but it's like, what? I wonder, like, what did that actually do? Like, do you feel better now? Yeah. Well, <laughs> and it kind of brings up the idea did she is, she, is it because of the fact that it actually is done, or is it because of the fact that now that she did it, she's actually thinking about what he said and that doing that really didn't do anything? Exactly. Like, like, like is, is it that moment where you quenched your thoughts? your rage thirst and now you're like yep. oh wait yep. but what he was saying like he what you, what me doing this is actually just setting everything in motion mm-hmm. yeah and then i think uh, at this moment uh kang goes into the little uh figurine uh, explanation on what's going on and yes and i do really enjoy the explanation about how variants of himself discover well, the universe is. One, one quick yeah. thought. before, Right before that, yeah. Loki's um, – well, he, he, Kang actually says if, it wasn't, if it's not for the TVA, everything burns. Yeah. And Loki says, what are you so afraid of? And he, like, hesitates, yes. and he says, me. Me, yep. Yeah. And then he goes into just what you were explaining with yeah. kind of the figurines. It, it very much feels like ego when he was explaining things to yeah, that's true. Peter Quill. It looked like the same kind of, like – I don't know clay stuff or whatever. <laughs> I don't know what it was. What it was, um, but yeah, let's talk about this man. All the variant versions of him. Yeah, he said it started with uh, different variants of himself throughout the multiverse, discovering mm-hmm. that they're in a multiverse and yes. then making contact with each other. And I love the the the. the he points out it's like yeah, it all started with like complimentary, complimentary, and like oh hey, nice shoes, thanks man. Like hey, I appreciate nice it. Yeah, nice nose, and uh, and that's how it started. But then a, a war broke out between them yeah. because of somebody had to rule or There's somebody com- had to be the best. Some of them saw areas to conquer. Yeah, yeah. 
All right, so not this, all, of, all of them were, and they dropped nice. 31st Century, which clearly, I mean, yep. that's how that's the definitive. Like, okay, this is Kang. He mentions Conqueror, 31st right. Century, mm-hmm. and there we go. That's all of it tied into a bow. Yes, yep. and, for anyone uh, who's still doubting. Well, yeah. they never said Kang. <laughs> well, no, okay. they never actually said the word Kang. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, no, this is it. This seals the deal here. And this is yeah. so in the comics. There's a whole storyline of the Council of Kangs with multiple different versions of Kang. Yep. And I'm going to shout out my brother here after episode one. Of Loki, he made me watch an episode of Rick and Morty. <laughs> it was the first episode in season two where there's literally a council, council of, of Ricks. Ricks. Yep. Yes. Oh yeah. And it was it's literally like the, the exact same stuff. And my brother was spot on. Like he called it all the way before. Literally after episode one, he's like, "Before episode two comes out, we need to watch episode two of of season. Or excuse me, episode one of season two of Rick and Morty because I think this is where they're going." <laughs> And every every week I'm like, well, they didn't go there, they didn't go there, and now they freaking went there in the <laughs> finale. Of course, my brother has to be right about it. You know, was he talking about referring to like a Council of Loki's? Was he talking about, or no. was he he was well, talking Kang, or because I, I, I can't remember, but probably it's like Loki's, he's but still indirectly right. Yeah, he's no, yeah, he's right. There was a council for sure, <laughs> council yes. of something. Yeah. Yes, and yes. then uh, and then he kind of like he finished his little like uh, uh, clay figurine type deal, saying that. Uh, he ended up uh, Eliath, like taming Dis- Eliath. Discovered, yeah, Eliath, discovered Eliath, tamed him, used weaponized him, weaponized yes. him, and then was able to stabilize the timeline and, yeah. and manage yep. one sacred timeline. So, did you guys think of it when he said weaponize him? It's like all of those reset charges that the TVA use. It's like the same color as, as Eliath, like purple, yeah, and like a like a fog, like a cloud within those things. Yeah, that's crazy. And so, I think that's what. It, like, that's I what that's happens what when, you, when you yeah. prune. Like right. that's literally, it's like whatever Eliath's ability is. Like yeah. that's it. That's what it is. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, he ended the multiversal war with, you know, and this power creating peace. And then, well, no, and then uh, Sylvie adds in, and then the timekeepers came and and brought peace through the, and then he goes, oh, man. (laughs) No, no, not This is where we deviate from the dogma or something. Yeah, his his delivery on everything was so amazing. And you know what I love is... We got to see the range of, of Jonathan Majors here. Yes. And I think I, we're gonna we're gonna get more. You mentioned how I mean, and I think so too. I think in you could see versions of him popping up anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And you could see him being helpful. You could see him, you know Dude, like Eternals irrelevant. Eternals? You could see him as like the, the Pharaoh version of himself in the yeah. comics. You can. That's right. Right? Absolutely. Saying it right here, calling it right now. Ooh. Like you could see him in Spider Man. Wow. You could see him. Wow. Certainly, I yeah. feel like we're gonna see him yeah. in Doctor Strange. But see, the thing is, though, like we the variant we've seen right now with He Who Remains, like he's not even the purest of evil that Kang is. Oh, so like Jonathan Majors is gonna go to another level of pure yeah. like deviant and like d- destruction, disaster, chaos. Like yes. that's gonna be incredible to see that range. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. So this version of Kang is kind of like a. I don't want to say good. I mean, certainly Sylvie yeah. would say that you know he yeah. he does awful things, but it's it's because he's mm-hmm. preventing something so much worse. Yes. it's that ethical question that yeah, you yeah, know. you're right. I mean, it was a, it was a really big ethical question that they they po- he posed. He said you can like take over now, run this thing, or you can kill me and then unleash something far mm-hmm. worse. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, is he telling the truth? Is he not? But another thing that really demonstrates the range that was uh, portrayed here by Jonathan Majors was he's kind of got this like playful way of telling the story, right? And then all of a sudden, like, you hear these rumbles and thunders, and his facial expression changes. He yes. has this look of, like, oh, Bewilderment. Crap. Yeah. Oh, yes. Perfect word there. Um, and he, he's, like, looking around, and he's, like, 
There we, it we, is. There it is. We've, we've, we've crossed the threshold. the threshold. And he said, I fibbed. <laughs> <laughs> I fibbed. He said, I, I, I knew everything that was happening to a point. And right. he says, and now I have no idea what's going to happen. Yep. And, and, and then the rest of the episode, or for the next several minutes, is um, Loki and Sylvie. Debating with each other. Well, first fighting, and then debating, yeah. and then fighting, and then kissing, and then like <laughs> yeah. a whole bunch of things going on. Yeah, but like I feel like Loki's like big shout and trying to get to Sylvie is like let's just think for one minute. Right. He just wanted one moment to think, to yeah. talk about it, to she, talk about and it. And she could only. She's like, you just want the throne. Yeah. And he's like, he he even said at some point it was something like, um, you know, she said, why can't we see this? Why are we seeing this differently? He yeah. says, because you can't trust, and I can't be trusted, and I can't be Gosh, trusted. Yep, man. Wow. It was it was an incredible display of acting. Yeah, and, and during this whole entire sequence when they're fighting back and forth, whether it's the arguments or the actual sword play, you can look in the background. You see Kang just sitting in, in awe because yes. he has no idea what's coming next. Yeah, what's coming next. Yeah. Although I, I can kind of debunk that a little bit because when he took his temp pad off and slid it into the front of the table, he happens to slide it in the place where Sylvie needs it to send Loki away. Okay, You're <laughs> I mean, I, I think it's one of those things Are we going where there now or? go ahead, go ahead. I, I, the way I see it is, I think he's resigned to his fate. Like he knows something is about to happen, and I think it was almost like a a burden being lifted from him with him knowing everything. Yeah, and all of a sudden he didn't, and he was just like, he's like, this is the moment, and he just kind of gave into it. Like he was willing to just. It let it stop. Like, like if he, he dies, he dies. If he doesn't, yeah, he well, doesn't. Like, well, it, it felt to me like it was one of those things where, like, if he wanted to, he could have known longer. But I think at this, it, it, he he purposely chose this moment. This was his moment to stop knowing, so that they could do what needed to be done. Whether it be them taking over, whether it be them being killed them killing him i think it was a purposeful moment in his choice to stop knowing then instead of um instead of him knowing like for eternity hmm. Hmm. i don't i don't really know i feel like in my the way i saw it is just like he's just you, you said willing i just feel like yeah he's just he's happy <laughs> <laughs> I, for a guy I, he even said uh yeah i think loki said Something like, why would you want to give up all this power or whatever? And he's like, buddy, uh, I'm tired. Yeah. And I'm old. I'm older than I look. Yeah. yeah. And that right there was kind of like the cherry on top for the Willy Wonka fa- um, because yes, he yes. was done. He was mm-hmm. done with the yeah. candy. He didn't want to wanna, pass it on. Yeah. He wanted to pass it on. And I think, I th- yeah, because then it's like, you know, if he, what's, what's confusing to me though is if his entire motivation was to stop the multiversal war. It's weird that he wouldn't beg them to keep continue his work. He gave that as one of the options. Right, but why didn't he? What I just like feel plead, like plead for it. Yeah, if it's like well, if you know how bad bad is, well, if you know how bad here's you're, here's the reason, man. Because literally, like she stabs him, and he says, like, "I'll be seeing you." Like I'll see you soon. See you right. soon, and he winks at her because at any variation of lifetime that he's lived, he comes back to this exact same moment because he said reincarnation, yeah, baby. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because he knows that eventually one of his variants is going to. Finish where he yeah. is because he's that calculated. He's that maniacal. He's like he's that conquering. Like he's going to get to that point where he is the one who remains. Like yeah. that's it. Hmm. And this has already all happened. 
You got like that's that's the thing. Everything has already happened to this point, and he knows he's going to be here. Yeah, you know, it is literally just <laughs> looking back on the past for him. He knows that this is just going to set in motion him ending up back here. You yeah. know, so I think that I I do think you know for him it's just he knew either way that he was going to end up at this moment. Like he yeah, it was like, it was it's, done. It's, he's he's inevitable. That's pretty yeah. much what you're saying. Ooh. <laughs> So you mentioned him sliding that um, little watch thing. Yeah, the uh, tent pad watch mm-hmm. looked pretty sick. It did, um, yeah. and it's right to the spot where Sylvie could grab it. And I wonder, like, so she obviously is the one that uses it to send Loki after they kiss. Which, you know, again, this this whole scene of them fighting, debating, fighting again, her listening to him, and then they kiss, and it's like you think they've reached this this oh no harmony, I right? I didn't. Oh uh, yeah, no, I, no, I didn't the, either. I was, was like, as soon as they kissed, I was like, okay, well, nope, somebody's gonna betray somebody. Right, right sure, here. Well, sure, yeah. but but <laughs> I thought it was honestly, I thought it was gonna be they kiss and Loki stabs her. Really, That's what I really uh, thought yeah, it was I, I, happen. I do. I thought somebody was getting stabbed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, stabby, stabby. but I think the point, yeah. the point that they're trying to get yeah. people to believe yeah. is that they've hit this moment of harmony. Right. Yeah. Right. And then she says, "But I'm not you." She sends him through the portal. Again, she controls that. How does she know how to use it? First of all, yeah, but then it's like the big thought I have is where did she send it? Okay, <laughs> right, because this is a big point of debate. Yeah, he's sent back to the TVA, but I've always understood the TVA to be operating kind of outside of time. Correct, just one thing outside of time. But is this a different TVA? So, uh, do we okay. want to get in this? Yeah, let's just dive. Okay, into this. Okay. okay. So obviously. Um, when she sends him back through, the multiverse has already started to expand, which is what yeah. he who remains has has just said. He said yeah, timelines yeah. are branching, and he, she sends him through. Well, if timelines are branching, then that means that there is now more than one sacred timeline because it is branching, right? Okay, fair. So therefore, why what's why couldn't there be variants of the TVA because of the multiple sacred timelines? So. Yeah. The way I see it is that, yes, Loki got sent back to the, the TVA, and it's a different branch slash variant of the TVA. So it's a different TVA so than... one thing that I noticed on the second watch, okay, okay, is that when Loki is walking past the library area, right, if you look, like, to the left side, which is far in the back, they have, like, category numbers or whatever, right? Yeah, like the floor numbers yeah, or something. Yeah, but those numbers are different than the ones we've seen in the previous episodes. Oh, you where, went back and looked at that? Yes. Jeez, yeah. Where, yeah, and the previous episodes were either Owen Wilson is standing there or um, or Loki standing there getting his information. Those numbers are different, so I don't know if that is... Maybe they're standing at a different area where it's a different section, or it's the same section and it's different numbers. So therefore, being different TVAs. Okay. I mean, uh, yeah, it's got to be something. I mean, especially with you know Mobius not knowing who Loki is, and yeah. with the whole you know giant statue of Kang instead of the Timekeepers. So yeah. Okay. So here's the thing: the, the statue of Kang. Did Loki get sent to the timeline to where Kang? Is the the one all be all like he already like the king yeah the he already version. conquered right. everything like right is 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 he on that 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 timeline or that that yeah. phase or is it just a more forward facing version of King where he's like <laughs> you know what I'm I am the timekeeper like you know some uh, something along yeah. those lines where he he's more of the the face of everything that is going on it's just doesn't it, need to hide behind animatronics yeah okay. yeah basically yeah. I guess my first thought, and again, this this could just be 
me expressing my uh, not understanding time. Yeah, yeah. Okay. My, my, I always kind of I always kind of believed the TVA isn't um, doesn't operate because it's in a particular timeline, like a sacred timeline, but it operates outside of time. Okay, that's how I've always viewed it, and like the location of it is the same. Like, so, you know, just a few moments prior to Loki running around and seeing uh, Mobius and Hunter B-15, we see the original version of Mobius and Hunter B-15 in the control room looking at a screen with the the, the, the multiverse. Yeah. yeah, right? And um, I guess my first thought was like, oh, TVA operates outside of time. It's just like, it's kind of tricky with time. Time works differently in the TVA. Like, <laughs> you don't see a new statue being built, but... It just happens, and um, I don't know. I, I didn't. I didn't view it as different TVAs. Um, I viewed it as the same TVA at first, and that there's just happens to be a new Mobius and a new Hunter B fifteen because again, it all just kind of happens. Nobody that's there knows how they got there. Right. They're all yeah. variants that get reset and given new stories and names even certainly names we see that with Renslayer right um, yeah we do see that or numbers B15 <laughs> right they feel like they're created so I, I don't know but what it, if it probably makes more sense that it's just a different TVA what if it's an earlier time in the TVA's timeline before B15 and Mobius know who Loki is and something has happened and they're not sure what has happened and the reason why, just like there was that fourth fallen timekeeper, maybe sometime in a, in a earlier time, there was a fourth statue, and that was the statue of Kang, but somehow it got moved down to only three timekeepers. Hmm. Interesting. Gosh. My yeah. Head, my head is so. I mean, I feel like we can look <laughs> a little bit forward, and like it, just based on the movies that are coming out and the and the where we kind of feel like the timeline is going. Uh, I feel like we can safely say that Loki is on a different timeline a version of the TVA based on Multiverse of Madness and potentially Spider-Man. All right, so but, here, but here's what's interesting. Before, like, Mobius, okay, the new Mobius and the new Hunter B-15, they're standing in the, you know, the library, essentially, right? Right. He says something like, um, there's 63 new branches just in this unit. Don't know what that means. And then he says, and he doesn't want us to do anything or something like that. Did you guys notice yeah, he, that? Yeah, he mentions the yeah. he. Yes, I, I I remember hearing the he. Yeah, it's like, what does that mean? Like that this <laughs> that this the the ruler of this TVA doesn't care that everything's blowing up. Like what it means is like come back for season two and watch this <laughs> unfold. I guess so, man. Yeah. Ah. All right. Um, we should wrap it up soon. We're, we've almost gone an hour, boys. I <laughs> <laughs> love it. Yeah. Um, but it's great. It deserves, the finale deserves this kind of review, this kind of discussion. Um, I guess some speculation on season two, maybe, or just. Yeah. So by the, like the end of this episode, oh, on season two, by the end of this episode, um, I started thinking about season two and the, like the potential of season two. And honestly, like Sylvie's still a factor. So I feel like we're going to get Sylvie's yeah. point of view on what she's going to be doing. And Loki just trying to figure out where the heck he is. So yep. he might take a couple episodes trying to figure out how to get he get back to Sylvie. And Sylvie is probably, I don't know, trying to see if she can control the timeline or the branches or something. Or yeah. I don't know, man. 
It's uh, it's gonna be an interesting dynamic on how we get those two back together. I could see Sylvie like just jumping around and just knocking off as many kings as she possibly can. Okay, like just like time, tr- like just jumping and just there's a king here gone. I mean, king she has here, like the gone. Yeah, she has like the absolute temp pad. So like, I mean, I guess she could do yeah whatever she wanted. I, I guess got- it just sounds exhausting when you think of an infinite amount. Oh, and here's the thing. Okay, earlier in the show. Uh, in the episode, right when they crossed, uh, crossed the threshold, you start to see the timelines branching off. Yeah. It was just like one here, one there, one here, one there. And then it's like one here, but then off of that one, there's like three there. Yeah. yeah. And then one here, and off of that one, there's like four there. And then yep. a few minutes later, it's just it looks like spaghetti being thrown on a wall. <laughs> yep. It looks like a just a mess of a spider web, right? It's You can't – there's so many like – Possible. There's so many realities. possibilities. Yeah. yeah, like it's you could do that, but you're it. But yeah, but yeah I mean, you won't I, be able to. That's a lot of kings. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, well, I think it would be a way for her to like continue her like bloodlust because like that moment yeah. she feels like she is done, but this gives her a pathway to continue her quote unquote mission. Yeah, and with without having to actually deal with anything, which is a very like common like theme of just like continuing on doing. Well, the the work isn't done, so I can't actually take a step back yeah, and yeah, for sure. think. And what about what might be next for me? Because I can, I continuously have this. You know, there's always this next king to knock off. You mm-hmm. know, kind of hiding from your own self. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, man, there's just this opens the door for so many possibilities. Let's talk a little bit about. Um, you know, we're actually going to do a whole nother show where we talk about maybe what's to come right. in the MCU because of this. But I feel like the immediate impact. Let's let's yeah, go let's ahead. talk about the immediate impact of Loki's ending. Okay. Okay. So what this leads me to believe is that what if is way bigger player to the MCU than we had originally thought. Because we originally thought it's it was going to be, be an, an anthology series that's just going to be like kind of like a fun it's fan service. Uh, what if this? What if this? What if this? Yeah, fan service, right? Yeah. Just uh, but now these are actual timelines that mm-hmm. exist in the Marvel yeah. Cinematic Universe mm-hmm. and things that are taking place all throughout the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So like all these things exist, and they are we're going to watch it play out episode by episode. Yes. And so that means that. If there is a character who exists on the MCU actual like main timeline that we're following, I mean, it's most likely Doctor Strange, and he's going to be able to see all of these crazinesses that is going to happen, and then therefore leading up to the next big movie yeah. or series or whatever, right? So like, I feel like What If is going to be a major contributor yeah. to what's well, next. Oh yeah, it opens up the idea of oh well, we could end up actually having a live action Captain Carter. Like something like that, where <laughs> exactly, yeah, where he put where she she comes in and she helps out, you know, because now her age isn't a factor because they can pull her from a time period where she's still, you know, she's, able to fight. Yeah, she's got super soldier serum it, now. It means that I, I I texted you guys this. They shouldn't call it what if anymore. It should just be what is. Yeah, <laughs> right. Because this is happening. Like yes. this is. These aren't theoretical, like what you know. Maybe if maybe if T'Challa was picked up instead of Peter Quill by Yondu, yeah, right, yeah. Like these aren't like you know what if this could happen. This is no, this is happening. Yes, and it's just a matter of certainly not all of the storylines from that show are going to be are going to transition to you know um, live action movies and series, but they could. 
Yeah. Like, it could happen. It could happen. Yep. And that's crazy. Yeah. Because of the multiverse. And, yep. And so, speaking of the multiverse, uh, mm-hmm. the the, uh, the next movie would be uh, Eternals, correct? Yep. Uh, and Shang-Chi. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, Shang-Chi. <laughs> I feel like Shang-Chi is going to be... Okay, well. They're probably not going to have anything to do it's with that the gonna, Yeah, I don't think it's going to have... Yeah, I think it's, it's an gonna, origin story. Yeah, I think it's yeah. going to origin story. It's going to exist kind of like Black Widow existed yeah. between In two events. Yeah. Uh, but... I feel like Eternals will be the next like future steps, yep. um, and I feel like uh, Infinity War, Infinity Saga, wasn't a big enough event for them. But multiverse branching out into yes. existence now, is, now they need to get involved. <laughs> they need to get right. involved because they're they're knowing of the universe and as as it is as one singular is now changed to multiple. So now the events of Loki has. Force the hand of the Eternals to yeah. make an appearance. Mm-hmm. So yep. it kind of gives the the stakes a little higher now. Uh, half, That's a good point. Uh, half the universe being destroyed. Meh. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, no. I mean, maybe they they look at it as like natural selection. Like maybe yeah. they're looking that was at like supposed to. Yeah, it was supposed to happen because it, it it happened here where we crash landed on Earth or whatever, right? Yeah. But now that there's multiple versions of this Earth or of yep. this universe, yep. Now here yep. they are, like. We gotta get involved. We gotta figure out yeah. what's going on because we are these godlike beings. Yeah. So, gosh, man, yeah. And then there's no telling how it's gonna affect the events of Spider-Man: No Way Home and Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. We're, we'll speculate more on that at length in another in a whole another episode. Um, but then, yeah, and on that episode, we're gonna talk about other projects that are coming too. But let's skip forward to a confirmed season two of Loki. And a thought that I have is um, we know that Kang the Conqueror is going to be the villain in Ant-Man and the Wasp, which let me just pause to say I love thinking about Scott Lang having to deal with the new Thanos, you know, in yeah. his own movie. <laughs> in his own movie, yeah. He gets to actually to deal with the big bad. Like, yeah. yeah. So I've, I've seen a lot of people saying that, you know, Loki 2 will probably come out early 2023, right before – Ant-Man and the Wasp, um, Quantumania comes out in like February or March. And my theory is that's completely backwards. I have a feeling that Ant-Man and the Wasp is going to come out first. And we're going to learn more about um, we're going to learn more about Kang the Conqueror there. Because we don't know anything about Kang the Conqueror, like that variant version yeah. of him. And that's going to be the main villain in Loki season two, okay? Um, based off of seeing that statue of him. So I, I feel like we're going to get him, we're going to get Ant-Man and the Wasp first, and then Loki season two. That's my theory. That's where I'm, I'm sticking with it. So it, it probably doesn't matter. Either way, it's going to be good. Kevin uh, Feige, yeah, you can do whatever way, you want. Yeah, I'm going to watch way, it. Yeah. <laughs> and I did I did read that they are changing directors for season two of yeah. Loki. Really? So it'll be a different perspective. It'll be a different take. Uh, so it'll be, it'll keep it fresh. It'll keep it hmm. fresh. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's, I got no... I don't know, boys. It's just gonna be it's gonna be epic. It's gonna yeah. be epic. Any and other thoughts? I mean, four weeks away till what if? Uh, yeah. Do we dare break down every anthology se- episode uh, of uh, what if? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bring it on. Let's go. Yeah. So, shout out to all of our listeners that are still listening and over an hour into this podcast. If you're here, we want to let you know that we will be reviewing every episode of What If on Disney Plus. Um, cannot wait for that first animated project in the mcu so it's exciting yep. it is um again thank you so much for listening uh please follow us on twitter at royal geek pod please subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen if you have not reviewed um or if you, if you haven't leaving a re- if you have not left a review for us on apple or wherever you listen 
um, please do so. If you're still listening at this point, we know you love us. And it would really help us out if you could leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. That helps us to get new listeners. Um, that would mean the world to us. So, um, boys, it was a fun show. Loved it so much. And, um, yeah, can't wait for uh, what's next. So with all that in mind, for my good friends Justin and Anthony, this is T-Roll saying thank you so much for listening to the Royal Geek Podcast. We will see you next time, you peasants. Peasants.